0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans podcast. I'm Clint. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to be discussing the Battle of the Braes of Strathdarn. I think it's pronounced Strathdarn, But, I did a YouTube search and tried to find somebody actually saying the name Strathdern. Strathdern. My search for Strathdern came up with a dozen results and none of them, zero out of 12 had anybody from Scotland locally, who knows how it's pronounced to say it. Strath Darn. Th- I'm going to go Strath It could be Strath Strathdern, Strath Strath I don't know. but I'm going to go Strath I also tried Aldarn, thinking the last part of it's the same. Somebody from Scotland's probably going to pronounce one the same as the other. So if any of you want to connect, pr- want to, <laughs> holy cow, I can't even speak English right now. If one of you wants to correct my, my pronunciation of it, feel free to put it down in the comments, um, respond, respond to this on the podcast side of things through Facebook or Podbean or Apple Podcasts, However, whatever your preferred method of communication is, feel free to correct me on this or any other uh, proper nouns that I have only ever read and never heard somebody pronounce. All right. So this battle is interesting because it takes place between the Camerons and the Grants, which is, is odd because they weren't feuding at this time. You see... 20 years before this battle took place, the uh, John Grant, who was the current chief, so, we're, so when did this battle take place? It took place in 1645, I believe, 1645, and a little over, just barely over 20 years before this, the chief of the Grants was John Grant, and the chief of the Camerons was Alan Cameron, And keep in mind that the chief, so all these chiefs, they have the personal names that they're given, but then they also have a, more of a, like a feudal title, or a, sometimes they're just referred to, if they're the chief of the clan, they're only referred to as Grant or Cameron. There's a, there's a legend, or not a legend, it's not legendary, but it's a, it's kind of an anecdote for this, where the chief of the McFarlane clan, I believe at the time it was a Walter McFarlane, was addressed as Mr. McFarlane. And he corrected the person and said, there are many Mr. McFarlane's. I alone am McFarlane. So when you only say the the, the surname, the clan, the, the name of the kindred, that is a way of referring to the chief. And then they also had feudal titles. So in this case, Alan Cameron of Lachil, what could be referred to by his his territorial designation, which is also a feudal designation. It's where the feudal title came from is the name of the the land around that particular body of water known as Lochiel. And so he was he could be referred to. So if any time during this podcast, this episode, I refer to him as Lochiel. You know I'm talking about Alan Cameron, the chief of the grants. So we have, this episode, twenty years um, a little more than twenty years earlier, where John Grant had secured the release of of Lachil, of of Alan Cameron, his, his he had secured his, the release of his son from prison, and we actually have the letter that Lochiel writes to John Grant, just full of gratitude for him. the The language is very indicates a, indicates a very strong emotion of gratitude and that so you fast forward to the time that this this battle takes place between these two clans and the chief of the grants no longer is John it's James his son but Alan Cameron an old Alan Cameron is still the chief of the of the uh, the Camerons so how did, how did they get in this fight? Before I talk about the fight, let me talk about the sources. I, I am using one source that I got off of archive.com, which is where I get a lot of sources. Now, it's not a, it's not a contemporary source. Didn't, it wasn't written in the mid-1600s. Now, the genealogical history of the Earldom of Sutherland was actually written in the same time period, which is why that's such an awesome source. But there's a lot of these older books. Now, this one was written in 1884. It was by Alexander McKenzie. It's called History of the Camerons with genealogies of the principal families of the name. Once again, 1884. It's so not a contemporary source, but an older source, which is probably drawing on older sources still. And it was available on archive.org for a PDF download. And I could probably put the link in here. You go to the link, look on the right side of the webpage, scroll down a little bit if you have to, and you'll find a link to download the PDF version of this this book. So it's got some, some good history in there of the Camerons, specifically. And so it includes, the, the, it's a really interesting source because it, it includes a lot of the letters, the correspondence that happened bat, back and forth, specifically those written from Alan Cameron to other people. And so we can see exactly how he expressed himself, which is interesting. So there you have the, my source, there you have... The two sides are involved. The chiefs of the two sides. Now, where did it happen? So, Strathdarn. For those of you who are not familiar, and and uh, in the video version of this, I'll have a, a map here. the The Findhorn Valley. Findhorn is a river, and it flows out of the Highlands north into the Murray Firth. And so that path that it takes out of its mountain source. It goes down a what in America here we'd probably just call a valley. In in Gallic you'd use for the for the word for a specifically a river valley is a strath. And so this is strath darn. And I don't know why it's not strath findhorn, and maybe it's a contraction of findhorn and it's darn. I don't know. I'm guessing. Complete speculation on my part there. Anyway that valley it takes, there's a spot in there where it's called Strath there Now actually, at the time, this would have been, where the battle took place, it would have been Macintosh territory, which is interesting because the, the Macintoshes and the Camerons had yet to settle their feud. My notes here, the Camerons and the Macintoshes had not yet concluded their feud, so this was a change of venue for the Camerons. This country is not foreign territory to them. They have gone on many a cattle raid into this area, but usually their target were the Macintoshes rather than the Grants. Now, that's the tricky part of this, is that, this, that their target weren't the Grants. See, they, they went into the lands of Moynes, so out of this valley toward the, the, the coast, but not quite to it yet. And the lands of Mo- Moynes used to be owned by the Dunbars. And that's who the Cameron men thought that they were stealing from. But they weren't. They were, it was now Grant land that they had acquired. And so they were stealing cattle from a group of people who weren't their enemies. Now, I don't know what the situation at the time was between the Camerons and the Dunbars. But I know that they weren't that Feud to the Grants at this time. Makes it kind of an interesting setting chronologically, this time period. They're not supposed to be enemies. And you'll see what, how this actually happened. In the, in the, how, how could this, w- with who, who the Cameron chief was at the time, how could this happen? Well, it was a little bit of a confusion, but that's the way it went. So the Camerons are making off which, what, what they thought was Dunbar cattle. They're going back up the valley, trying to take kind of like a, it's kind of off the beaten path. They could have maybe taken down the Great Glen, which runs parallel to the Findhorn Valley. That's where Loch Ness is. They could have taken that valley all the way down, but they didn't. They took this, uh, I maybe, I don't know what the population looked like at the time. I would think it was a little bit, these days, I I believe it's more secluded. I don't know what it looked like back then, but say so they take this other valley, this this valley that comes up turns into Strathdarn, the where this all happens. The braes of Darren. Well, the Grants they learn about this cattle raid. Now, keep, keep in mind, cattle raiding. If you're just joining, we've talked about this before. But if you're, this is your first episode, cattle raiding was a. I don't know if saying it was a time-honored tradition makes it sound too positive, but but you got to understand. When when we study history, you you. Once again, this, uh, this lesson pops up over and over again. You can't judge people in the past by our current lenses. And this, this goes, you could apply this to a, a broad variety of, of ideas and situations. But you can't. We can't look back at the Highland Clans and saying you're just a bunch of people who want to enrich yourself at your neighbor's expense. You're a bunch of dirtbags. A whole society is dirtbags. You can't say that. Uh, they, they looked at things completely different, and it was a different world, and it's okay if you do not want to be transported through time back and live in that time period of the Highlands, um, especially knowing what is probably right now a very secure and prosperous setting that you live in. That was not this the situation. The Highlands at this time were not secure, not prosperous, especially compared to even just other places in the British Isles. And... The Highlanders looked at cattle raiding differently, I guess is my point. It was it was a way for a maybe an up-and-coming leader in the clan to prove his mettle, to lead a cattle raid. It was a way to test your neighbor's strengths or weaknesses by making off with cattle. And if they give a vigorous pursuit and fight back, then you know that they're strong. Seems like a very expensive way to find that out. But if they don't, you know that this might be a time of weakness for that clan, which might open up other opportunities for you. Either way, the Camerons raided into Moyness, not Dunbar territory, Grant territory, which they found out to their expense as they're heading with the cattle back up the Findhorn Valley, up through the braes of Strathdaren, which is where the Grants caught them. Now, the Grants were led at this time by a, a, it wasn't by the chief. It was a, a person that in the source that I mentioned, it was, his name was Grant of Lurg. I tried to look up where Lurg was and it seems to have lied within the, the Grant territory. Now, do you know how to know what I use for that little piece of information? My trusty plan map, which may or may not be accurate at this point, but if he's the Grant of Lurg, Probably safe to say that's still Grant territory. The map, at least as far as that was concerned, was accurate. Anyway, and I don't know how closely Grant of Lurg was connected to the chief. I didn't find that. Tossed that in the pile of things I looked for and didn't find, like how to pronounce Strathdarn. Anyway, that's who was leading the Grants, so not actually James Grant. Probably some kind of cousin of his, Grant of Lurg, is leading the Grants. They catch up with the Camerons on the braes of Strathdarn. Now, this grant of Lurg was not a bloodthirsty man. His goal is not to just catch up with these Camerons and then slay as many of them as possible. No, that wasn't his goal. Before fighting actually commenced, he sent forth a man from his ranks, a mighty man by the name of Lawson. I don't know if that was was his first name or last name. But he sent this man called Lawson, a mighty man, strong man, uh, to represent the clan. You, you want you want your enemies to think they all look like that. And so he shows up and gives the Camerons a chance. Hey, you just hand over the cattle now. We can be spared bloodshed. And I don't know if the Camerons were just completely confident in their ability to take the grants. I don't know if they were felt like they'd Past the point of no return, where it's like we like we, we just got to fight it out. Now we can't we can't be handing cattle back. I don't know if that would show show the grants or anybody else in the area who learns of this that they are indeed weak. I, I don't know what the factors were, but they they I'm sure very politely refused the offer. Actually, it wasn't very politely. You see, the trigger for this battle to to commence is at this Lawson gentleman turned around was going back to his Grant ranks when a Cameron arrow took him in the back. And that is what kicked the battle off. The Grants saw it and charged. Now, we don't have a lot of details about how the battle shook down. I'm just checking my notes here, making sure I'm not missing anything important. I haven't up to this point. It didn't go very well for the Camerons. And the reason I'm checking my notes is because there's figures here. We actually, unlike a lot of the battles that we'll learn about, we, some of them have figures and some of them have rough, rough estimates of how many men died. And in other cases, we don't have any idea. And in other cases, we have a pretty good idea of exactly how many died. And actually, we have a, the letter that Lachiel the chief of the Camerons, Allen, r- writes to... James Grant, who, his, remember, his father was the one that Lockheel was so grateful to. He writes, uh, because after this battle, both James Grant and the Mackenzie Earl of Seaforth wrote complaints about this behavior, uh, the, the, the stealing of the cattle. And we have, actually, Lockheel's response to those complaints. He actually personally wrote James Grant and I think the Earl of Seaforth, the Mackenzie. Um, but I, we, I know we have the, the letter for the, his response to the Grant chief, in which he actually details exactly how many men he lost and how many were so seriously wounded that he w- wasn't sure if they were going to live or die. So reading, reading off here, it says, one unspecified branch of the Camerons lost 19 men. Several others were wounded, and that's, once again, we. so we had the exact figure of 19, then we have an unspecified number of those who are wounded, and Lockheel says, and they're wounded so bad, I'm not sure if they're going to live or die. That's summarizing his words, a little paraphrasing there. Hope you don't mind. And the grants recover all the cattle. So that's how the battle went. We don't have a blow-by-blow, play-by-play report on how, the, or, or even really a description of the tactics that were used, and sometimes we do have those details like in the Battle of Glenfruin between the McGregors, a mixed force of McGregors and McFarlands versus the Cahoons. We do know that they were able to catch some of the Cahoon cavalry on boggy ground, which neutralized the effectiveness or the advantage of the cavalry. So we know things like that. But in this, the Battle of the Braves of Strath there, and we we don't have those kind of details. But the Grants recover all of their cattle. And for the aftermath of of this, this battle, is—is is, are these, we see these letters, and who was wounded, and how many died, and, 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 and they kept on saying that the, in, now here's, you got to be careful in this, because in some of the sources I read, because it wasn't just that one source that I specified earlier, I, I read around the internet, went to the Cameron's clan webpage, you know, just looked around a little bit, and some of the sources will tell you that the Cameron's military strength was completely crushed. If you're ever ever wandering around on the internet and looking at different sources and you read something like that, like I did, I want you to just take that with a grain of salt. Um, I, if you've been a faithful listener to this podcast, you've seen in previous episodes, um, I've mentioned this, this, this specific example of the McFarlands, who were involved with the McDougal's, in a raid against the Stuarts of Appen. An ambush actually. The the Stuarts and their the Stuarts push through. I'm not gonna tell you the whole story that you can go back and listen to the Stuarts versus the rest of Argyll. I think that's the how I named that that episode. Anyway, they the Stuarts once they were able to get it was, it was a complete ambush. They were completely surprised, completely unprepared. It was during a wedding it was a mess but they survived, rallied, reached out to their allies, the McLaren's, and and went back to take it take it back to the McDougals, the mixed McDougal, McFarlane force. And and they they won. In fact, it, the the story says that the McFarlane's were completely like their their fighting force was completely wiped out. But then you see not that long after, and I can't, like there was a previous episode, I can't remember all the dates, but you see not that long afterwards, you, you do see the McFarland's operating again in a military capacity, in, engaged in wars and battles and skirmishes, and the McFarland's were very militarily active, too active to have had that whole generation of fighters wiped out. It... it I'm not I'm not buying it. I, I'm I'm gonna chalk it up to hyperbole and 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 drive on. So when you see in this case that the grants completely slaughtered the the Cameron fighting force, first of all, rarely, especially on a cattle raid, did one clan take every single fighting age potential warrior on the cattle raid? Usually, it was a select group of some of the, Higher-ranking men within the clan, specifically the the fighting age, uh, there is just this tighter. It was a tighter inner circle. Yeah, and they would grab grab a few here, grab a few there, but rarely would they bring the whole fighting force of the clan to bear. The Camerons had been by sixteen forty-five. That's l- relatively late in the clan period. You, you only have one hundred more years after this. You have the the Battle of Culloden. Well. 101 years of so 1746. So only a hundred years later, roughly. So this is late in the game. The, the Camerons as a kindred have had a few hundred years of generations to to build up a fighting force. So, so there's no way that that they were all there. So just so you know, if you come across that, don't worry about it too much. Um Alan Cameron was mortified. So here's what actually happened. This is the rest of the story that you, if, if you tuned out of this early, you just missed all this stuff, but you don't even know you missed it because you're not listening. Anyway, the, 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 the trick, not the trick, but the, the catch here was that the chief, Alan Cameron, wasn't even a part of this. First of all, he's too old. Second of all, he wasn't even there. He was an Argyle at the time. In fact, he, he includes that very clearly in his response to those who complained against his clansmen. He says, I, I, "I'm I'm so sorry," and you know, like he said, first of all, had we known that that was Grant land, we wouldn't have touched it. You can tell he still feels a gratitude to the Grants as a kindred for what their chief had done for his son so many years earlier. He was mortified. He just. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you can hear it. You can when you read the letter, you can you can feel how how bothered he was that his clansmen went off and did this that it was actually against people that he considered friends. It was a pretty big it was a it was a botched operation, I think it was safe to say that. Now, hey, look. I'm not sharing this with you so that we can bring shame upon the Camerons. That's not my intent. First of all, you can see just if you just read the writings that Alan Cameron was a very respectful and respectable man. That's the impression I get as I as I've studied this. Second of all, um, every clan of of every kindred across the earth has had the hotheads in the clan, and that's how I kind of. Picture this. You had a group that wanted to go up, go out, probably a bunch of young guys, um, maybe with a little insecurity, we needed to prove themselves, or maybe that wasn't. Maybe insecurity had nothing to do with it, and they just wanted to go on a cattle raid, and they just figured, hey, we're not friends with the Dunbars, let's go steal their cattle. Anyway, the point, the, the important thing is the chief wasn't there. He was too old, and he wasn't even present. And he writes these letters apologizing. He says, hey, look, I, I'm sorry. But you can see that he does add in there, hey, look, look, we are the ones that paid the price. The Grants got all their cattle back. I lost a bunch of guys, and I got a bunch more that I'm not sure if they're going to make it through. So there, there you have it. That was kind of the tone of, of his response to the complaints of James Grant and the Mackenzie Earl of Seaforth. Um, Lessons that we learned from this interesting little story in in Highland history. Next time you plan your next cattle raid, like you do, make sure you know whose cattle you're going to take. Lesson number one. Lesson number two. Also, when you do find out whose cattle they are, do a little more reconnaissance. Figure out if they're in a really strong position or a weak position. Just lessons for your next cattle raid. Do, how many fighting men do they have access to? Too bad Lawson died in this because he was offering the Camerons a pretty good deal in this, and that's that was that was a tragedy right there. It doesn't it, nowhere in here does it say how many men the Grants lost, and like I said, this isn't this story is not written by the Grants. Okay, uh, there actually have been earlier episodes that I've that I've published that are re- regarding conflicts between one clan and another. And it's completely, most of this, the, this, the main sources we have are, are written by one side. So you just got to understand that. But in this case, it wasn't. It was written by McKen- McKenzie and it was written more than 200 years later. So it wasn't somebody who lost a guy and wanted to make one part of the other look bad. Uh, so, yeah, so so in the end, no shame toward the Camerons. The Camerons were fighting fools. In fact, if you go back to my episode of the Macintosh and Cameron feud, you see some actually, the Camerons come out looking pretty good on certain occasions. Like on one occasion, I can't remember what this occasion was called. It probably has a name, and I can't remember the date. But they were they were surprised at church. They were at church, and they got ambushed. That's that's dirty pool even in the highlands during these time periods. Try, trying to only compare them with their contemporaries. That's some foul pool right there. But uh, they actually... Um, what, what I'm looking for a certain... They... Um, Anyway, they proved themselves up to the task, and they were actually able to, with nothing more than probably whatever knives and daggers they were just carrying on their person, they, they weren't probably carrying all of their weaponry like they were going to go into a fight. But they probably had a knife or a dirk on them at the time, and that's all they had, and they fought out of it, and they did. They lost some dudes. but So this isn't a, an attempt, to, because you know what, and i i'm only i'm only explaining it to this degree because i have had episodes in the past where one side lost against another side and all of a sudden i got all this hate when i published it you know published it put it out on the facebook's and i got some and this is the only time i've ever had this i'm not even going to tell you i'm not going to tell you what episode it was i'm not going to tell you who it was but i got some hate and that was the most hate i've got since I've had this podcast running and I've, I'm almost at two years now. So yeah, so I, I just want to make it clear. I don't, I don't have it out. I don't, there's not a single clan out of all the Scottish clans, not even the Campbells, and I've stuck up for them plenty of times in the past. Um, I, don't, I don't have it out for any single one clan. I find them all fascinating in their own way. I, even the quiet ones like the McNaughtons um, I have some Brody ancestry and you, you don't hear a lot about, you know, like anyway, there's clans, you don't hear a lot about them. I still find them interesting. Uh, there's not, like I said, there's just, I, I, this, this whole subject to me is fascinating from front to back, one side to the other. And there's, I think all the clans are cool. They all have something that's cool about them. So there, if, you don't, if you're not proud of your ancestry, it's because you haven't researched it enough. That's what I'm going to leave you with. And I'm going to leave you with these invitations like I always do. The whole purpose behind these podcasts is to generate a discussion. I need somebody to nerd out with. So if you're watching this on YouTube, post comments, questions that arise from what we talked about, um, corrections on pronunciation. Sorry, all of you Scots out there who are just, every time you hear me talk, you're just like, this guy's the worst. He can't pronounce anything. I do my best, though. And I did make a pretty sincere effort to find how he pronounced Strathairn. And I did get back from Neil King that it's always Cahoon, even if it's spelt Calhoun, which in the United States, we do have that pronunciation. It's never called Cahoon. And where we those those Scots speakers who are just throwing Qs in places all, and Z's all over the places. And so we have some really jacked up pronunciations that don't even look close to how they were originally pronounced. The cahoons. Thank you. Thank you. all of you whoever have reached out and con- corrected my pronunciations, thank you. I'll take it gratefully. Um, so yeah, continue to correct me. Do it in. so if, if, if you've got questions, comments feedback, put them in the comments if you're watching on on YouTube. If you're listening to this podcast, podbean.com on on the internet, or if you have the app, you can connect with me on there. Uh, Just do a search for the Scottish Clans on there. Facebook, we've got the Facebook group going. I get invitations daily. Sometimes it's like three people, sometimes it's 30 people that are asking to join, and we've got some really good discussions going on there. So, Come be part of our community and join in the, the dialogue there. Also, the one last source that I, I check is Apple Podcasts. Leave me some stars and stuff and, and a, and a written, written feedback if you've got something you want to say. So thank you for joining me. Share this. That's my last, uh, last invitation. Share this with somebody you think that would like it. Thanks. And until next time, march and